This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. What's going on, people? How are you doing? Hope you're having a great day wherever you're tuned in around the world. 95 FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app charge, a broadcasting authority. Or even if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube As you can see, the energy is through the roof So we are with you today And we're going to give you all that love and energy in the show What's coming up today? Now, social media hasn't always been looked at as a motivator But sometimes using social accountability to reach your own goals might be interesting And the only way you're going to find that out is by staying tuned on the Halftime Show Now, rather than posting for self-validation Post about holding yourself accountable to give you selfishly the goals you want to do to help those embark on their own journey. What would you do? Four, two, one, five. It's a salat or do. If I held you accountable to set up a goal, not for a week, not for two, but long term, what would you do? Let me know. Four, two, one, five. It's a salat or do. Or slide into my DMs like Lara, Amna, Masoud, Florin, Megan, Thea. Fahad and everyone else who is tuned in. Now, that's not all that's coming up, folks. Sports IQ. When I tell you sports IQ, sometimes we hear about these athletes that are intelligent through sports, but do they teach you that at school or only at academies? We're covering that as well. UFC 259 is coming up, so guess what? We've got four champions, three title fights, and that's coming up in March. First week of March. So I'm going to try and build it up for you, covering a couple of the legends in the game. And last but not least, we are talking to you and answering all your questions throughout the day for the show on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Yes, salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri, your host on the only place to be at three in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95. Thank you very much for tuning in with me today. Now, a couple of topics we're talking about today. The topic of the day is, you know, can social media hold you accountable in a positive way? I talk about being accountable to yourself. You know, um, when you set a goal, sometimes we don't always stick through. I've been guilty of that as well. So can social media actually be a positive? I'm going to be discussing that later on in the show, so bear with me on that one. And, uh, and being able to use it for your own reasons rather than falling into the social media trap. So that's the topic of the day today on Pulse95. What's up, Hanin? What's up, Asa and Andre as well, who are tuned in to the Instagram live at Omal Duri. Okay, right. So let's go into this. How can we teach our athletes to deal with pressure in sports? Now, there seems to be this thing now, which you might hear a lot of, which is sports IQ. What is sports IQ? Sports IQ, irrespective of what sport you play, is the intelligence to be able to perform in the sport despite not having the qualities, you know, of your best athlete out there. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's say if we take something like American football, which I've been watching the show called All American. It's pretty good, actually. Let's say if we're watching All American or we're watching American football. Now, a lot of the tactics and plays and strategies are rehearsed. Not only are they rehearsed, but they're memorized. Now, when they're memorized, that is embedded in your thought process to be able to develop the play under pressure against your opponent. Now, sports is not only proactive, but reactive. So sometimes you have to switch up the plans last minute. 
So how I'm talking about this now is you've probably seen athletes out there who aren't necessarily the most physically, aesthetically pleasing athlete. However, they're so smart that they're able to execute the game plan and look good and make those around them look good. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. Now, if we go into something like American football, you kind of see where I'm going with that. If you go into football, a lot of my my listeners normally you know, are into football and they always ask me questions about football. If you go into football, you might look at someone and say, yeah, but he's not that quick. Oh, yeah, but you know what? He doesn't last the whole game. But the thing is, is that person performs. And then you, the funny thing is, you hear this a lot with fans. Fans expect the world out of you. So normally you ask the fan, also, oh, how did this player do? They say they didn't do anything. And then you say, what was the score? And they say it was 1-0. Who scored? That player. And you think that player just won the game for you, but the fans are still not satisfied with him. So is his sports IQ very high for him to be in the right place at the right time, despite not being the most athletic person out there? And that's kind of like where I'm kind of rolling with that when it comes down to sports IQ. You look at people in the mixed martial arts world, for example. So we mentioned American football. We've mentioned football. And now I'm looking at mixed martial arts. You see how they study the game. They study the way fighters fight they study different patterns the flows all the kind of movements the primal movements the animal movements that you see humans do and you wonder if we looked at someone like Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor for example which was very much publicized recently and probably surprised the whole world why because we could probably admit that Conor McGregor as an athlete is phenomenal However, the game plan and the IQ behind Dustin Poirier to chop down his legs to not allow him to move and maneuver around stylistically was genius. But how come no one has picked up on that till now? The reason being is because from Conor McGregor transitioning from boxing to mixed martial arts, the stance is different. Muay Thai fighters, you'll be the first ones to tell me here, when you're standing in stance and your legs are wide apart, you're able to not only just kick, but check the kick by raising the knee up high. Now, when it comes down to boxing, you don't need to use your knees to check any kicks. So therefore, your stance will be slightly different. You see where I'm going with this? So now, when Conor McGregor is unable to push off that leg, Dustin Poirier can not only chop down the front leg, the leading leg, which he pushes off, but also slow him down so he's unable to react to Dustin Poirier. And we've always spoken about Dustin Poirier being good, very good, one of the best, maybe, but not to the point where he'd shock the world. Now, that's what I mean by IQ. And I'm kind of sharing that with you guys today because the way that we see all these different patterns and plays in different sports, basketball, same thing. Now, LeBron's a freak of nature, but if you look at the different types of basketball players that have been out there, have been doing their thing, the reason why someone has been able to prolong their career despite the size, despite putting on a little bit of weight, is because their sports IQ is far superior than the modern person who might be very enthusiastic, but yet at the same time, not able to hack it with someone who is, as we call them, veterans of the game. So see, there is a whole new meaning to there's levels to this game when you think of sports IQ, but where do they get this from? If you're not in an academy at a young age, they don't teach you that at school. I know definitely didn't teach that in my school. But for example, is it by watching a lot more sports? Is it by playing computer games? I'm sure Aishan Mazmi and Mikhail Ati would love me saying this. But could it be from actually gaming? Gaming can help see movements, plays, certain things on the screen, which you then can reenact in real life. 
Could it be technology? As we saw Omnia and Hani Balqis talking earlier about technology and how can technology be the changing force when it comes down to sports. So see how I'm taking this to a whole different level when it comes down to, you know, sports IQ. Florin from New York is telling me, look at Tom Brady or Andrea Pirlo. Absolutely. See, Andrea Pirlo is a very good example as well. Tom Brady is, is the goal. But Andrea Pirlo wasn't the quickest played in the middle of the pitch and yet was still able to orchestrate the play. So see, now you're kind of catching where I'm going from. But listen, what do you think? Who is someone that you regard with the highest sports IQ out there? Could be any sport. 4215, it's a salat or do. Or slide into my DMs at Omar Alduri and let me know. But coming up next, we're talking, can social media hold you accountable in your fitness goals? Stay tuned and I'm going to tell you straight after the break. What's up? Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. It sure is that time. You know when you hear that call, there's only one time. The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. Right, okay. So... The topic of the day, I hope you can enjoy this as well. The topic of the day is something I kind of came across for a while now. Now, can social media hold you accountable in a positive way? Being able to use it for your own reasons rather than falling into that kind of social media trap that we find ourselves falling into normally is quite tough. Now, if you struggle with motivation or feel you are miles apart from those you follow, check this out. There are negative aspects of social media, especially when we spend more time with it than with our loved ones. So that's something I'll put forward. Some people are even addicted to social media, obsessed with instant gratification. And we make up, like we make promises to ourselves that we can't keep. And if I'm going into this thinking that I need to lose weight and I'm going to gain this much muscle or I want to get a six pack or we tend to tailor off because no one's watching. Now, what would happen if you actually posted it on social media and had almost like a social accountability feel to it and what i say about that is be it january or the first few weeks we tend to tailor off even if you commit to a gym the first part is really exciting and then eventually it kind of just fizzles out okay now whether you're a fitness professional or a fitness enthusiast if you were to share your goals online it doesn't mean you're showing off but sharing your goals with someone who might be a step behind you That could be a reason someone could be inspired by you while you yourself need inspiration. You might actually be inspiring someone by being socially accountable. Now, that person could be motivated or, or, you know, attempt a personal goal that maybe they felt they were too far away from, but they actually now are inspired by you posting it. And that might be something that could help other people. Now, this doesn't just help you with your physical fitness, but your mental fitness. And we talk about the importance of mental health on the show all the time. And just imagine how... Your mental health will feel invigorated when people relate to you and send you a message to say thank you or keep going or amazing or even just someone just being happy to see you do well. Now, we don't rely on it, but the universe does send you some wonderful energy when you put that into the world. So I challenge you here on the Halftime Show to try it, set yourself a goal, hold yourself accountable socially, post about it, give yourself six weeks, three weeks or even six months and see how it goes. You never know. Someone might even send you a message and say, hey, you know, how come you stop posting? Or what's going on with your goals? And it could be out of the blue. And we're all going through challenges at the moment, regardless of whatever you're going through. That could be something where you actually turn social media into a positive rather than 
look for instant gratification or validation from someone online, think of it as you actually inspiring people. And that's my segment of the day. Let me know if you have any goals and we'll hold you accountable here on the Halftime Show and follow your progress. There you go. 4215 or do what are your goals and how long will they take? And let us know and we'll stay in touch. All right, 4215, I'll be right back after this. Enjoy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. This show is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri, your host on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. Right, if you're just joining and you're wondering what have we been talking about today, listen, you can catch all our shows on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud if you like podcasts. Or even if you prefer a visual, head over to the YouTube at Pulse95 Radio and we are there. We've got some wicked guests covering some very important topics such as physical health, mental health, gut health and all types of sports leaders and coaches from around the world right okay topic of the day today how can we hold ourselves accountable through social media now a lot of the times we've associated that with people who are quite addicted to it who seek uh, instant gratification or validation from those they don't even know in terms of followers however if you were to flip that round and actually look at it in a positive light if you were to set yourself a goal and post out there all of a sudden those people are being inspired by you rather than looking at something that is, you know, negative, a negative connotation. So we're talking about that today and we're asking you, if you were to set yourself a goal and post about it, what would you do? That's kind of what I'm playing about. We also spoke about sports IQ. Now, sometimes we might not have all the attributes to achieve our goals athletically, but if you have a high sports IQ, irrespective of whatever sport you're in, you might actually be able to get away with it if you put the time in, in studying. So having spoken about American football earlier, mixed martial arts, football, basketball, all these things, some of the best athletes in the world are able to study plays to get better at. We spoke about how even gaming could help you with certain formations, certain strategies, looking at movements on a screen where you're in control to create the right pass, the right throw, the right catch, all these kind of things. Then we went into mixed martial arts and spoke about the different fighters, even highlighting Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier and how switching stances from boxing to your mixed martial arts switched up the game when he took away his legs by chopping his leading leg in that fight, slowing him down and unable to push off that leg to fight Dustin Poirier. And that's exactly what happened at the end of the fight. McGregor was no longer able to walk due to the calf kicks that were quite low and hard to check. So several kind of interesting facts about that. Now, speaking about UFC, UFC 259 is coming up on March the 7th and the fight card has got four champions, three title fights and so many different cool things out there that we're kind of playing about with. Jan Blachowicz, if I can actually pronounce that right, is fighting against Israel Adesanya in the light heavyweight title. Now, as much as we might feel about Adesanya, the guy is phenomenal as an athlete. Maybe his personality or the way that he carries himself might not be everyone's cup of tea but you cannot deny he has taken the UFC by storm in the light heavyweight division he's going to be fighting against Jan Blasowicz on March the 7th in what in the main card that's going to be big but who's going to win that fight will Israel Adesanya be humbled or will Blasowicz actually come away with that victorious now speaking about champions and, and we, we speak about the GOAT all the time, the greatest of all time. Is there an argument against Amanda Nunez? Isn't that with the same feeling we had about Ronda Rousey, where no one could knock her off 
the top spot for such a long time and eventually that fall was hard and for those that are Ronda Rousey fans it's it's kind of you wanted her to come back you wanted her to win but she just didn't have it in there and that's that was really tough to see for those fans that saw that now Amanda Nunes does fight Megan Anderson in the women's featherweight title bout but I'm kind of thinking here and I don't know how you guys feel about this I'm kind of thinking we kind of run out of opponents for Amanda Nunes you know she's just been whatever's happened in her in her personal life she's still managed to keep that level high and that is what's so impressive about Amanda Nunes but is there any challenger out there could it be from a different division we saw how Cyborg after facing Amanda Nunes then went to a different you know federation and that was kind of sad as well but again I I I wonder if Amanda Nunes will ever be beaten will she be the greatest of all time will she retire soon hey you never know and speaking about future champions um, Sterling and not Raheem Aljamain Sterling has also come with a sort of a swagger in the UFC and he's fighting against Peter Yan who is brutal absolutely brutal in his style of fighting in his striking in his athleticism that is going to be a very very good fight you've also got Thiago Santos versus Rakic you've got Yedong versus Phillips and so much more what do you think are you excited as I am excited for the UFC which is coming up on March the 7th UFC 259 is happening and I'm looking at everyone who is tuned in on the Instagram live what's up Dahlia Flo Fahad uh, Ish as well Divya Maria SMK is in the building and everyone else thank you very much for locking in remember the topic of the day can social media actually hold you accountable in a positive way let me know what your goals are and what the time frame you have on it and I will see you right after the break hey there's a little bit of LMA enjoy you know who you are this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I am your host coming everything sport, international, local. What a show it's been already. Right, if you're just tuning in, Mufid, <laughs> you can catch the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Anagami, Spotify, and Anagami. Or if you prefer a visual on the YouTube, listen, share, love, and subscribe to the Pulse95 Radio. We've got a lot of cool... Uh, content on there with some fantastic guests and you know what I'm talking about when I say we've had we've had some phenomenal people on the show the topic of the day today is can social media hold you accountable in a positive way because a lot of the times we were used to almost being under that social media trap where like let's say you struggle with motivation you kind of feel miles apart and you go online it demotivates you but what if you were actually to put your goals on social media not to show off about them but to hold yourself accountable well you might inspire one or two people you might actually get people involved you might actually get people who who like what you do who ask about you you know nowadays it's kind of hard to to have that you know um with you know with all the things that we're going through all the challenges we're going through you know people are addicted to social media they might check it you know during the lunch break or might check it in the morning but we make promises to ourselves that we don't always stick by unless you're actually held accountable. And this is something that for me, I've been doing recently, which is a little project I'm working on, not to show people, but mainly to track the progress and journal the progress, which is something that we don't do enough. We don't um, journal enough to be able to put things out on paper 
because sometimes people don't have time to listen so you might want to put it down on paper and then look back and see how you're feeling at that specific time so very very cool stuff on there uh question coming in your opinion on the match between psg versus barcelona good question fahad so i think with the psg barcelona i must say i did stay up to watch it and i was more interested to see uh duels than than teams because unfortunately we're past the time or the era sorry Barca fans that we we watch Barca as a force you know normally you see moments of brilliance uh, from individual players but not necessarily a team performance remember when Barca used to pass the ball 36 times before finishing it without the other team getting a touch I think nowadays we unfortunately they're going through a transition from management or president down to the uncertainty of Lionel Messi now normally when they win it's Messi and normally when they lose it's Messi so I think having that burden off their shoulders and rebuilding with some of the talent they have will be fantastic for them but I watched PSG yesterday and you see how hard the team worked against Barcelona now albeit you can only beat what's in front of you but even the attackers the attackers pressing quite hard I've never seen Icardi run that much in a game normally he's been associated with you know just staying around the area the box area but but I think watching PSG yesterday, obviously Mbappe will get the you know the headlines from scoring a hat trick, etc. And rightfully so. Some people even saying, can you pass the baton from Messi to Mbappe? I think that's a bit too premature yet. But I think it's definitely something that could happen in the future. Just considering the the team that he's in. More importantly, the 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 low block to mid block that I think the coaches kind of tried to use in that game. PK playing him after he wasn't fit. Not a good idea, especially, you know, putting him under that kind of pressure against a team like uh, PSG. Seeing how Idrissa Gay, you know, had cut a lot of uh, a lot of uh, anticipation, a lot of uh, interceptions through the mid uh, midline of the game uh, and distributing the ball early. The goalkeepers obviously had a lot to say in it as well. I, I kind of think that, and we've seen the remontada before where Barcelona have turned it around, but I kind of think winning at the new cup and going back to Paris might be different or it might not be. Um, Mufid is saying, for me personally, my social media inspires me. I post motivational quotes and review them when I need a pep talk. If it inspires others and gets them to get up and do something, I would love that. See, that's exactly the example of the topic of the day of using social media to be able to hold yourself accountable, but also be inspired. It's always something that we've had pros and cons social media unless you use it the right way what's up seb how are you feeling after today's workout let me know apparently work doesn't understand that i need to listen to the halftime show i mean come on feed man you gotta sort out work uh florin just want to see him stopped kind of like amanda nunez and rousey in the recent mcgregor fight yeah i think that's the kind of feel that a lot of people are getting about all these big superstars when they are at the top for such a long time there's people that want to see them lose almost to keep that story going and, and keep that flow going and i think that's been the case with floyd mayweather you know people either tune in to support him or tune in to watch him lose but either way they're tuning in and it's the same thing i think with israel adesanya as well now in the ufc conor mcgregor was the same way when he was on a streak but i think the fact that he lost the ds fight and then came back and won the ds fight i think that was impressive many people know that this is what was different with habib Nurmagomedov. i think with him he just he was just incredible at what he did and no one could beat him at what he did and that's what i mean about on the show today i, sp- I spoke about sports iq and when we learn it and how we learn it and what it comes down to is it theory is it gaming 
Can you see things playing a computer game that you couldn't see when you're involved in a sport? Is it technology? Is it the sports science element of things? When you hear sports scientists talking to their coaches about who should start when the coach has the final decision. See, all these interesting topics that we've discussed today have brought together a lot of talk. So I'm, I'm so glad you had a chance to share it with me. We are reaching full time. Where's that whistle? <laughs> On the halftime show. It is. And hopefully... It was unbelievable and I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you very much for connecting with me today. I hope you guys have a great day. Listen, on Saturday, we've got a special guest coming in, but you're going to have to stay tuned and find out who. All the love, peace and blessings from Pulse95 Radio, the halftime show. It's your boy Omar. I'm out. I'll see you soon. Saturday, 3 to 4, same time. Peace and love, guys. If you liked this episode of the halftime show, drop a like and subscribe. 95. Be sure to follow us on Instagram for all our daily updates and top stories. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.